0: Welcome back to Star Wars Escape Pod. I'm your host, Josh, and uh, we have Blake joining us today for reviews of The Bad Batch, episodes three and four. We had a couple episodes this past week drop, which was, uh, it was a pretty busy week. We had two speeds and uh, multiple reviews for The Bad Batch, Pinball VR. We even had the commentary, the final commentary track for Battle of Endor, Ewok Adventures drop on May 17th, 10 days ago. So... That was great, and if you haven't checked those out, be sure to do so. But today, it's Bad Batch Review. We're finally catching up to episode five. Let's get into it with Blake. Another happy landing. Welcome back, sir. Hello there. Good that be that theme song is catchy.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was just saying how half the time, because I listen to the music during the intro, the song will be stuck in my head for the rest of the podcast while we're chatting. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's just that.
0: yeah, that I get lost
1: in my head singing the tune. I forget what we're talking about.
0: That's <laughs> just that catchy, isn't it? Uh, yeah, you love to hate it. Yeah. Well, uh, it's been a crazy week. We've had a lot of stuff drop. We've had a couple light speeds. A lot of news headlines going on, and uh, you know, today we're finally catching up with the Bad Batch reviews, our initial impressions, things we spot with episodes three and possibly episode four today.
1: The third one, yeah, I haven't actually watched the fourth one yet, so we might need to stop and watch that.
0: With the third one, I uh, I actually didn't have as much as, as the other two episodes from the Bad Batch, but uh, you, you know, you have a quite a long list, so uh. I'm sure a lot of my things maybe line up with possibly a lot of your things. So let's let's go with yours and okay, well, start from the top. First note I
1: got was like right off the beginning. We find out that the ship was damaged from the previous uh, attack from the, I'm about to say stormtroopers or from the clones as they're, they're escaping, right? Yeah. And it dawned on me that we, I don't think we've ever had a ship damaged by small arms fire before. Uh, larger cannons and stuff right it was never just like stormtroopers shooting at the falcon it usually it does nothing
0: yeah it's true yeah a lot a lot of the time the shields or or just the hull is strong enough to repel that kind of
1: magnitude. (laughs) it's supposed to be a military (laughs) vessel like these guys have a custom ship for infiltration so why is it so like
0: chintzy (laughs) i don't know man that's a good question
1: like I don't I, it was probably just like needs of the story. But yeah. to me yeah. it yeah, makes this the ship seem kinda kinda weak.
0: <laughs> I wonder if the Lego set's just as weak. They just announced that. <laughs> I don't know like, if I wanna buy yeah. it now. I heard don't they, got, I the, I
1: heard they was... got the color wrong too. It's like all it's like a, a light blue
0: yeah it's a blue yeah instead of uh it's like dark gray gray bluish gray yeah Yeah. they should have made it gray. i guess i guess it was just one more set that they were like ah we don't want to make another gray ship you know they're they're all maybe like yeah millennium falcon's gray a lot
1: of the time when they do a change like that it's because they're given artwork that then was
0: changed later before release is true yeah it is true Uh, although the bad batch ship though i'm trying to remember if this is the same ship that they used in the clone wars otherwise it's been around a while right mm-hmm. uh but it's possible that maybe this is a foreshadow of a future episode where they get the ship fixed and painted again maybe could be it's also possible i mean we haven't even seen the fourth episode I mean, yet so i surprised
1: sprites did like a oh. custom paint job get some
0: flames on there some skulls yeah. a nice padme uh Painting right on the hull. (laughs) (laughs) Scantily clad Padme. For anyone listening who didn't know this, (laughs) the original proxy animation episodes for featuring the Bad Batch in Star Wars The Clone Wars had a scene where uh, Anakin Skywalker sees the Bad Batch's uh, ship, Clone Force 99's (laughs) ship, And he sees a painting on the hull, which is just this really scandalous, like, painting of Padme Amidala sitting on top of, like, a rocket or something like that. You know, it's World so War funny. II style. Yeah, yeah. So funny, man. Like I love it. And he's like, that is not staying up there. <laughs> 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 he looks at Rex. It's like, uh, is there a problem, sir? Like, yeah, <laughs> That's That so is funny. not staying up there. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So on top of all the problems that they got with these guys, you know, take one look at their ship. There's Padme up there. But anyway, they took exactly. that out in the finished animated I'm not episode.
1: Surprise, but it's hilarious. It is like, so
0: funny, man. They yeah. want that younger viewers watch it too, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that. I mean it's a shame we didn't get that in there. But <laughs> it, was were, the, it was a good joke. It's a good joke. It was a good joke. It was. I mean, in my head, that's still canon.
1: <laughs> I'm also just curious about the ship in general. I wrote down notes from last week when we talk about episode two and mm-hmm. they said the name of it and they said it was like a modified shuttle, whatever the name was. Yeah. Omicron. I think it was
0: anyway. Uh, yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a ship. I'd never heard the name of. Before. Yeah.
1: and I, I looked it up and we hadn't actually seen it, but obviously you can't help but look at it and think it looks like a Lambda class shuttle. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's it's very similar looking, you know, especially with the top fin, the wings mm-hmm. on the sides. Uh, it's called the Havoc Marauder, and it's a modified Omicron class shuttle, attack shuttle. Omicron. Omicron. So yes, I've got this the is word the. They made up. <laughs> the, this is <laughs> the same the same ship that they featured in Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Okay. And uh, so yeah, in, in total now as of today, it's been in eight episodes of animated material and that is it like there's there's pretty much nothing else that has been in other than the lego set that they announced and which it should be dark gray but it's blue know, it's blue <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: blue why not maybe it's a different one it's the original omicron not the modifier yeah
0: yeah 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 exactly
1: i am curious though if this if this omicron it will actually be the predecessor to the shuttle imperial shuttle or like the,
0: the tort or the lambda yeah the lambda yeah. Line shuttle, Yeah, I wonder, nah. you know, it's like, yeah, we've seen a few, we've seen a number of shuttles though. I mean, there's, there's even uh, the black shuttle from Rogue One that Krennic drives all over the yeah. place. Yeah, it's kind of like a pyramid one. one. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's kind of strange, but it, it, they all got that similar shape to it. And even the Republic attack shuttle, which I have in Lego, I've always liked that one a lot. Uh, that one's also very similar in shape as well. They have got the cockpit and then they've got the big, huge. Uh, passenger bay in the back, and then the top fin, and then the wings that drape down over the sides. Right, and uh, kind of making yeah. that triangle star pattern. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So if you if you look up just a, yeah Republic attack shuttle, if you just Google that, there's like a million different images from Clone Wars, from Lego, from uh, other stuff, action figure toys. You know, it's all there. So that that ship's been around a while too. Very similar design but Fair the, enough. Lego, the Lego set for this one's pretty <laughs> Makes fun. you
1: wonder though, um, Now I guess they're all different. I was wondering because like with the Falcon, there's uh, like, there's a YT, you know, the YT series, but anything Krillian kind of looks similar. Makes me wonder if there's like a specific brand or company that like makes this style of ship.
0: Yeah, yeah, normally that's in the Wikipedia. I just think this, this ship though has been around not very long and I guess they just haven't established exactly where it's from right uh, but yeah i mean uh, eventually pablo will write some source book that confirms right. another another updated uh visual dictionary for ships and vehicles and it'll be in there so yeah that makes sense well will to the wait another couple of years for that one to come out they just came out with one like two years ago or something so these visual dictionaries are always out of date
1: <laughs> why do they have a
0: gonk droid <laughs> on the ship yeah it's so random i, I don't know uh, you know gonk droids gonk droids are uh they're, they're just portable power, power sources yeah. right yeah so maybe it's possible that they've required some portable power banks in the past and just grab a gonk
1: droid just, just grab a Gonk on there yeah, yeah, yeah exactly like they don't have enough beds for everyone but they have a gonk droid taking up a big chunk of space <laughs>
0: Yeah, those things aren't small either they're, they're no. quite big yeah there's like yeah. giant trash cans yeah there's just a giant <laughs> walking power generator basically isn't it
1: yeah <laughs> Honestly, i do They're no. being very creative with it in this show and i like it a lot yeah they are yeah like yeah. wreckers I, like working out with a gonk droid i thought that was hilarious <laughs> i thought that was pretty funny yeah <laughs> It's a very these, like uh, fan moment I think.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, these <laughs> these characters honestly, I I'm really I'm really liking these characters. I mean, I know I know Bryce has said that uh he wasn't a huge fan of the the way that the characters have, yeah, at well, least were th- introduced. He but. thinks
1: they're too tropey, which is fair because they are tropes. Yeah. You yeah. know, you get the strong guy, the smart guy, the the leader yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah. the sniper. I mean, that's basically every Crew, every, group of four, squad, whatever, every, ever. Every so, d
0: game ever, you know? That's
1: exactly it, right? So, I mean, I get yeah. that, but whatever. As long as the story's good.
0: Yeah. And yeah. if they're done well. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's That's a good point.
1: Yeah. I'm, anyway, the Gonk, I'm pretty uh, pretty happy with what they're doing. I think it was pretty funny. I was not expecting to have the Gonk just wandering around in their ship. <laughs> so, I don't know if you noticed if you picked up on it but i feel like this episode had a lot of foreshadowing of crosshair turning back to join them. yeah
0: i yeah i got that feeling too definitely i you know it's, it's in classic star Wars fashion that we have the traitor character that then comes back to you yeah. know the, the the good side and uh it's you know crosshair is no exception i think i think there's like a good reason to think he'll probably be back in there. In their group by mid-season yeah and then you know i think it's safe to say that that'll be the case
1: i think so too but they've already been foreshadowing a lot on how it's going to happen so here okay i'm going to lay out what i think is going to happen uh in the next few episodes that will lead up to it so i'm jumping ahead some of my notes to like get this all all together but in this episode, when they're crashing, Wrecker hits his head, right? hmm And Tech, just prior to the crashing, was saying he's almost done the brain scanner so they can look at the chips. So I think what's gonna happen is what when Wrecker hit his head, he's gonna he like knocked the chip back into like function. It's gonna slowly like start reactivating. And then they're gonna have to use a scanner on him, figure it out. And they're gonna fix it on Wrecker and they'll know how to fix it on Crosshair.
0: Uh yeah, that's that's definitely possible. Um furthermore, I mean to build on that, it's also possible that they build the scanner or they're building one. And then it was, they, it was
1: just about done, is what he said.
0: It, yeah, and then they meet Rex, maybe. And maybe Rex shows them exactly where it is like in their head
1: Yeah, based on his too. scar
0: because he's got a scar, right? It could be the episode uh,
1: where they like Wrecker starts to turn. They like, I don't know, time down or whatever, strap him down. And that's the episode where they yeah. meet Rex and Rex yeah. like helps them fill in the blanks.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. That or maybe even they're maybe even they just maybe nothing happens to Wrecker at all. Maybe maybe he's fine and they need a clone to to maybe test this procedure on or whatever and rex is like hey i know a guy let's go mm. get him and then they get those two clones that we saw in rebels and so wolf or or yeah. gregor or something like that because there's still a big gap missing between what happens to them right um so it's possible that we could see them get their chips removed in this show as well
1: mm-hmm. i would yeah i wouldn't be surprised is a great opportunity to do it
0: man i would love to see gregor back let I me mean, i've always loved republic commandos but you know he's He's a bit loopy when he gets He's, to Rebels because yeah. of the explosion. So I, I, I kind of wonder like how that'll play off in his younger years. But
1: they, It's funny, but he was so loopy in Rebels. So I didn't realize he was the same character. Yeah.
0: He also had way less armor yeah. on than than the other guys. Yeah, so, that's true. To be fair. Yeah, I don't even think I saw his helmet in there. He, I don't think he wore it, at least.
1: Mm, I don't think so. I feel like... Ezra would have found it if it was there.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ezra would have taken it for his collection. Yeah. yeah,
1: exactly. Give it a paint job. Yeah. Yeah. I Honestly, I think that's where it's going, though. And that's going to lead to Crosshair coming back. Because this episode also, uh, Tarkin had said, like, let's leave. Because they were using the brain enhancer mm-hmm. to increase the strength of the chip. And he said, let's leave it and see if it stays. Kind of shadowing that like foreshadowing that it, it's could possibly weaken over time yeah or and degrade that, like, yeah. yeah so i'm wondering then so they figure out the brain chip stuff and there's a run-in with crosshair and it's degraded enough that he hesitates and they're able to to grab him and then uh fix the chip
0: yeah yeah i could see that happening for sure i mean it's it's very um Was it this episode that he got the procedure done?
1: They, well, he got it done in the first episode
0: as well as this episode. Yeah. Like they, they boosted it though in this, in this, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're still doing
1: like, they call it just like tests or whatever. So they're seeing if they can do it to all the other clones.
0: See, I can definitely see them. Yeah. I could definitely see that being a thing later down the road, or maybe even they go through with, uh, boosting all of the clones. And then it starts to depreciate them even faster or something like that, you know? I could see that. Um, yeah, that's that's also a possibility.
1: Because I'm sure they're aware that uh, over time, the clones might slowly become more self-aware, right? Or there'll be a few that will malfunction or whatever, and they're going to have to have a plan yep. to try to get them back in order, right?
0: Yep, yep, definitely. Um, I think it's... Um, uh well, who's the who's the admiral's name that the new the new character that's now been rampart
1: introduced? admiral rampart
0: yes admiral rampart so so he has now been a larger part of the story at this point with pairing up uh with pairing up
1: uh clones with civilian uh, military
0: yeah yeah civilian military is what i'd call them yeah for sure um so that you know it'll be interesting to see where this goes because uh those guys don't like it very much that they're you know no paired up paired up with a clone so yeah
1: and like that kind of speaks to how the rest of the galaxy views the clones
0: right yeah yeah definitely they don't look at them as humans
1: yeah no they don't like i see them as like like a commodity or maybe even an
0: abomination or something I I
1: don't know if I go that far. Maybe more like a like a pet or yeah something that'd be subhuman. So like
0: yeah like yeah, a they, wild animal or a dog or something, right? Yeah, they definitely treat them like like lab rats or or um they just dehumanize the clones. Yeah. You know, like like many many would. Uh, kind of like how Pong Krell, you know, thought yeah. of all the clones as just yeah. these expendable things rather than people. Um, so so that's, that's probably that's, exactly
1: that's, it, actually. Best way to describe it would be exactly like what Krell
0: said yeah. how he treated them. I could see that being an issue uh, as well if they start bringing in all these civilian soldiers and stuff. Um, as to say, this Imperial Army is made up of both, right? And then so maybe, maybe it could be that. It could be that plus the degradation of these chips in their heads. Mm-hmm. Um Not a numerous amount of things, you know, a numerous amount of things. It'll be interesting to see where that goes.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I agree. It will be interesting because they definitely kind of had foreshadowed where that's going to go in the overall Imperial military. And they had Rampart had implied very heavily that the clones are going to be relegated to just being like trainers, Mm-hmm. They would just train the rest of the military. So they probably won't even be yeah. really involved in missions anymore. So yeah. I feel like that's going to be the transition period. They're kind of like showing that could be the route that they're going to take between three and four. we see the, the civilian stormtroopers. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And something I had noticed as well is when they're on their mission in this episode, any soldiers that have uh, any self-thinking against what the empire is doing because we never see stormtroopers ever rebel against even the most Mm -hmm. like awful of orders right right inhumane of orders that that never happens and you kind of wonder why you think they're all just evil but this episode showed that any uh soldiers who would have actually stood up against their orders were just killed off
0: yeah killed off or or even just Thrown out of the academy. I mean, uh, I I actually recently I've been trying to read up on when I've got a moment of time. You know, I've tried been trying to catch up on all these old Marvel volumes that are within the canon uh, that I just haven't read yet. You know, all these okay. trade paperback miniseries for these characters and stuff. And I recently read so Han Solo Imperial Cadet or something like that. It was it was a it was a uh, predecessor well it's kind of an interlude volume of stories that all exist in his time at the imperial academy which (laughs) in the movie is like a couple scenes and then he's he's out of there kind of thing right and and it flashes forward by like a lot like he's already gone through a ton of training for him to be in battle and you know he's been away from Corellia for over a year at that point right Uh, So it's 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 an interesting set of set of issues that they kind of told this story of him in the academy learning learning how to fly a TIE fighter and uh, constantly being thrown in the brig because he's disobeying orders and uh, and stuff like that, you know, very, very Han Solo uh, esque. uh, stuff, you know, and, uh, plans out how to kind of get time away from the academy by going to a casino and, you know, stuff like that. It was really cool. Actually. I really liked it. And, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and the trainers though are really tough guys. Like, like they basically, you know, they, they're not to be taken lightly. Like if you, if you don't make it to the academy, you're either, you're either executed or you're, you're thrown out of the academy. And they were almost about to execute Han at one point too and oh, then wow. and then the one of the officers actually stopped the the execution because he was so impressed with his flying ability and mm-hmm. and so they were like yeah we we you're barely hanging on to a thread here boy like you better like step up and you know be a good cadet and follow orders otherwise uh we're going to kill you kind of thing so it's that kind of leadership by in instilling in fear into their Soldiers and into their cadets that really creates the the loyalty that the empire wants, and it's not a loyalty that's based off of uh,
1: morality. You know, an yeah.
0: yeah, it's not. An, yeah, it's not a morality uh, loyalty. Is it's it's, it's, a, it's a loyalty based on fear. So it's like, oh, if I don't do what they want, then you know, bad things will happen to my family or or my or whatever, right? And, and we've seen that in rebels too, where farmers had their 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 farms and their land taken away. You know, the Tarkin town on Lothal uh, right. Tarkintown they just burned the whole thing down because they could uh, you know Thrawn's um, evil plans there and uh, you know even even just the Empire taking land from people like that came up quite a few times actually uh, they are like yep this yeah. land is now belongs to the Empire like what this farm has been in my family for 20 odd years or whatever 20 generations 20 like, generations like the Empire doesn't care <laughs> here's your Box of uh, Jogan fruits. <laughs> it's your compensation. Yeah, yeah your compensation. Now run along, I'm scratch, you know. Yeah, it's, it's true.
1: Like, but one thing that, yeah. like, it's almost a step further, and maybe it's kind of a Stockholm stock Syndrome sort of situation where a lot of the Imperials we run into, they enjoy being cruel.
0: Yeah, they do. Yeah, they're bullies.
1: Yeah. So it's not even that, like they're forced to do it against their will out of fear of their family. Like they straight up enjoy being cruel to civilians or whoever.
0: Well, a lot of these guys that, you know, enlist in the military, they, they, you know, in Star Wars, that is, um, they, uh, if they're not thrown out or killed because they're doing the right thing or disobeying orders, they wheedle down the crowd to the select few who actually will do whatever it takes to stay in there as a loyal stormtrooper or whatever. Or, you know, pilot or whatever they are. And, uh, you know, with that would come either a bare resistance of like, okay, scraping by, I'm just doing my job. Even if it's terrible, I'll follow the, the orders, right? So there's that. But then anyone else who isn't at that level will be above that. And they'll be along for the ride because they want to as well, right? They actually believe in what they're doing. And I would say most of the Imperials for sure would probably fall under that under that letter yeah, right? where they, really they think fair. they're doing the right thing. But then of course, there's always a Mayfeld, you know, there's always a Mayfeld in every group of Stroopers, you know, uh, um, Mayfeld, you know, from Mandalorian, there's always somebody who will think otherwise and yeah. realize like this is a terrible, terrible government, right? Yeah, I- and. Like Almost. Finn, even Finn as well. I mean, yep, Finn, uh, Finn. is uh, raised from birth, basically, by the First Order, and and that still hasn't changed his ethics. Right? It's just not in his blood to to be in to be a villain. So
1: no, that's true. And at least it was the case in the EU, but most of the Rebel Army was were defectors from the Empire.
0: Yeah. Yeah, um we've seen that happen um in the canon as well. Uh in, in Star Wars Rebels, uh, it was um I think it was Ezra or somebody, he he ended up helping recruit a few of the Imperial cadets from the his time in the academy. Yeah. And uh was able to let one escape, uh, Zare, who then spun off a kids book series which is actually really enjoyable. It's called Secret Secrets of the Empire, I think it was. and back or again. Servants, servants of the Empire. Uh, they're, they're back. <laughs> they're back again. Zare and back again. Yeah, yeah. The, the four-part four, four children's tale of Zer and back again. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. It was a Star Wars Rebels tie-in series, and it kind of wove in through season one and two-ish, and uh, it was about Zare, the kid mm-hmm. that. Ezra befriends the Academy and he goes off looking for a sister and, and, uh, right. I remember this. It was character. was cool. It was cool. It was called servants of the empire. It's a good story. It was really quick to get through i recommend anyone who's looking at reading those or whatever. But, um, yeah, there was a few, few characters, obviously many in the past, even Han Solo is part of the Academy and decided it wasn't for him, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. Not everyone who enlists is, uh, is, uh, is a is a stormtrooper Nazi. <laughs>
1: that's true we, we learned in uh, this episode though that a lot of them who did stand up probably were executed on the spot yeah yeah so did did you ever watch the movie called pitch black came out in like the early 2000s yeah
0: no actually i haven't seen that one
1: you should because i feel like there's reference references come up to it or like homages to it come up hmm. surprisingly often in sci-fi. And this episode itself had an homage to it. Really? Yeah. So when they crash land on the planet and they got to deal with the, the dragon wrote down the name, but it's not on this page is like the, uh, the energy sucking dragon, right? Some moon yeah. dragon. Yeah. Uh, so in pitch black, the ship in the movie is a sci fi. It crash lands on a desert planet where it's daytime for half the year and then it's nighttime for half the year, versus like for like a month essentially, maybe not a year. Hmm. And when they crash land, they try to repair the ship, figure out what's going on, and then nighttime comes, and it's going to be at night. For like the next month or whatever and these creatures start coming out and like flying us, start like picking them off and it's pitch black can't see anything that's where the name's from and then it becomes like survival and that's essentially what happened in this episode <laughs> they crash oh, land okay. on a planet it's at night they're trying to do repairs some monster come takes their stuff and it goes into the hole and they're hiding in the holes and they're forced to go in there to get their stuff all happens in that movie
0: oh that's funny that's interesting yeah because they did reference that that planet that they that moon or whatever they landed on only got sunlight for like once every annual rotation or something yeah that's small, exactly like. pitch black <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's a good movie i like that movie a lot i i do have to watch yeah the riddick series yeah I've, I've got to watch that i mean it's been on my list for a long time and i just i just I haven't Batman. had the time. I this weekend I got I got to watch that uh, that the new Zack Snyder movie. The uh, what is it? The the zombie movie. You know, it's the new one that just came out I'm by Zack sure. Snyder. I thought he just came out with Batman Superman. Oh, the <laughs> Justice League movie. Yeah, he he did come out with that one yeah. too. But no, he he filmed he filmed one with the uh, with Dave Bautista who is uh, from Guardians of the Galaxy. You know the uh, Drax the Destroyer. Oh, okay. And he filmed yeah, uh, yeah he filmed a a brand new zombie movie called army of the dead so it's about a, a group of people that have to it's about a zombie outbreak in las vegas and uh about a heist that they have to to do amongst cool. amongst this apocalypse yeah yeah it's pretty cool it looked really interesting so i gotta watch that this weekend but yeah riddick's on my on my list
1: yeah it, man yeah. i think this is the second time star wars like. Dave Filoni animated series has done an, like an homage to it. So interesting. This episode,
0: they basically just stole the plot, but <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm still going to call it an homage. Well, we'll they have, uh, they've, it's they've, they've,
0: they've done alien as well. We have the Clone Wars arc where they had the, the worms going up everyone's faces and oh, infecting yeah. their, their brains. Worms. And yeah, yeah. The brain, the brain invader worms. Yeah.
1: And then like their stomachs explode and then, creatures <laughs>
0: come did, out. They they didn't do that. They just did a mind <laughs> control thing, but it's kind it was, was kind of like zombies meets uh alien sort of thing. It was weird. It was, was interesting. It was interesting though. It's kind
1: of like a classic like space like futuristic horror movie, like thriller.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it, it was it was an interesting swing, you know, and it, that's the that's the interesting part about a lot of these animated arcs. Like I really don't mind when they get weird because like it's not that animation means any less to me than the live action movies, but they just have so much less on screen time. If it's, if it's a miss and the next episode, they've just moved on already. You know, it's not like, it's not like it's a whole two and a half hour movie of, you know, pointless plot lines and, you know, a staple (laughs) movie in the giant, you know you know nine part saga or whatever it is right where there's like limited amount of room to breathe yeah, with these, yeah they, they have
1: time to just try stuff like we yeah, yeah. got a episode in clone wars as well
0: yeah yeah the a beast like two two part arc you know if if, if any of fans out there didn't like that arc it's like it's not gonna ruin the show you know that's two episodes out of like 130 something yeah <laughs> it's like man just move on you don't need to watch it again it's like you know but uh yeah i mean I, i've always liked it when they get a little weird and interesting because we we've seen a lot of cool stuff come out of those weirder arcs i mean uh the mortis arc for example is so strange but i love it to death it's it's one of the coolest things i've ever seen it is actually uh,
1: really strange it's it feels very star wars and not star wars all. yeah at once
0: yeah exactly but that's what i like about it because i'm like this feels very star wars and in line with stuff but at the same time it's like nothing i've ever seen before too right yeah yeah a little mystical kind of like a little uh like greek mythology style or something i don't know otherworldly yeah kind of like the world between worlds we had that stuff in rebels as well like yeah that's that's really interesting that stuff that yeah
1: that took a lot of people by surprise, I think, because that, I think, felt less Star Wars than the Mortis trilogy.
0: Yeah, in a way it did, yeah. I mean, you got portals to different areas in time and stick your hand through it. You can grab people out and change reality. Yeah, it's, but it's, it's weird because you know? it
1: makes the Force have its own dimension,
0: I think it does. Yeah, it does. And, um, and I think that's part of what allows a little further explanation as to how these force ghosts operate outside of time and space. And uh, another reason as to why it's important to remember Star Wars is a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. So the story that they unfold will never change. Right. And as much as there was a fan theory out there to say that they could use the world between worlds to knock out the sequels from the (laughs) franchise. (laughs) I'm looking at you. Um, I read it online. There is, is, yeah, it's an online thing. It's an online thing. But I mean, you know, the fact that that's a theory is, uh, is quite frankly, it's, it's not entirely. Um, possible for them to use the world between worlds to retcon those because they've already happened as a movie. And so when they you did also the whole... The what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when they did the whole Ahsoka Vader thing at the very end of that episode, and they made it pretty clear that she was still alive and that something had happened in there that we just didn't fully understand. Right. And now, you know, flash forward to season three or four of Rebels, you know, you got that whole story come together. It's like, oh, like, you know, she got... <laughs> pulled out and, and yeah yeah, and then tugged and then made it through. To yeah and then she went back into the portal that she needed to and and that was that and and so she was able to get away from vader but still survive the event and then you know you catch up with her years later and there she is in a white cloak looking for thrawn and ezra and stuff so th- there is like a bit of a pr- constant nature to the way that that place works but it was weird and i liked it a lot because it's like we'd never seen anything like it before
1: yeah my only issue is it does feel a little too much like dungeons and dragons
0: the world between worlds
1: yeah to me because dungeons and dragons deals with a lot of like dimensions and like yeah time stuff and whatever yeah depending which version you're playing or what story but it kind of touches on all that and to me it felt a little too fantasy i guess
0: yeah like i mean it, star wars star wars is space fantasy right yeah like, but like this is the, empires like, that's emplors. farther that's farther along the fantasy line farther than along yeah yeah i guess it gets more into the wizardy the wizardy stuff that's for sure you know the the magic and uh i mean that's what's so cool about star wars though. that's why i find it so fascinating because like you got the the princesses and the the knights and the emperors and the em, the empires and the, you know the old man wizards and like you know that's that's kind of what it's built on right and then uh, and then you get that otherworldly kind of magic side to it. You got the knight sisters and like their sorceries and uh, other different force religions like the that that uh, friend of Jar Jar those those other Jar Jar looking species. <laughs>
1: Yeah, um, no, you don't, you know, know. yeah, they're doing in the, in the, the witchcraft stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. They had their own thing with the Force going on in, in there. And then, you know, of course, we have the uh, the Guardians of the Wills and, you know, the Church of the Force that Lorson Tekka belongs to. And uh, the, there's the so Bendu. many different... Yeah, there's the Bendu and, and Mortis and, like, how all these pieces fit together. And sometimes the answer is they just don't. Like, they're just all part of this giant... Mm-hmm. Congon, you know, uh, jumble yeah, con-gon. of, of con-gon. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're I all part the of it. It's not coming yeah, out. Yeah, they're all part of the Greek salad. That is the yeah. force, you know. And and they all play these different pieces to the puzzle, and and the chosen one is also thrown in the mix as well, and and you get you get Star Wars like in everything, in every aspect of every story. Like that is what it is, and and it's like there's so many different things in that story to tell. It's not always going to be the same thing. And and it's 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 always cool to see something new, something different, and and then especially to see something that's been inspired off of something that we've seen in something else. You know, yeah. <laughs> Doctor Afra, just like, Indiana Jones. Yeah, maybe
1: so. what it is for me is it, it feels a little too much like something we get in an old EU novel that George wouldn't sign off on.
0: <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. I, I can agree with that. Yeah. Um, all right, with well, Bad Batch. Um, so do you have do you have another?
1: i got, yeah, I've got some more stuff I want to talk about. Uh, so there was a quote I wrote down and you mentioned this on the last episode. And the quote was, uh, it's from one of the s- civilian soldiers. And he says, with the empire, I get food and sh- uh, paid and I have a roof over my head. The Republic didn't do any of that for me, which uh, we talked a little bit about last week, but I thought since this is the episode, you actually said it in, we should uh, dive into it a little bit and that is a, a fair quote and it does explain why people start signing up to join the empire. But I think it also shows, I guess the, the Republic was kind of stingy and cheap and a big part of that was probably just due to all the corruption that the money wasn't spent where it should have been spent on people.
0: Right. I mean, you know, in the Republic, like, obviously, there's those those few senators and stuff who wanted to do the right thing. You know, the the, the beginnings of the rebellion, Padme Amidala, Bale, you know, those those people, Mon Mothma. Um, but there were a lot of senators who just kind of went along with supporting Palpatine in every way that he wanted. Right. And, and uh, a
1: lot of we're led to believe that there's a lot of corruption in the Senate. So yeah, a lot of yeah. money. Yeah that's supposed to be distributed to their planets probably went into their own bank accounts.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and there was an entire arc in the Clone Wars about the banking clan too, which kind of pointed evidence towards the fact that even the banking clan was corrupt and how uh, they, were, they didn't have the money to to fund both sides, yeah. but they were just making it Giant seem as if they did. Yeah, they were like uh, money laundering basically uh, uh, in their own in their own way. They kind of came up with an explanation for that. And how there were secret funds being being uh, added to, which in my own theory was that th- those were the secret funds uh, that Palpatine was building for the Empire and uh, for the Death Star Project and whatever else.
1: That makes me think though, it's actually... Because it, we talked about the currency last episode because that, that was brought up uh, yeah. from uh, Admiral Ramparts over the... The telecom or whatever. Yeah. And the switching of currency would work extremely well for the banking clan if they're still working with Palpatine or else he wouldn't really let them. But if if they're completely broke from their Ponzi scheme and their scheming and then they switch to a new currency, then essentially – Palpatine could just say like you have like X amount of dollars and it just fabricated out of nowhere. Cause it's just new currency.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. And uh, about what that guy says, I mean like he's, he's like, well, the, the empire has provided more for me than the Republic ever has. And that's because the Empire's actually got the money. <laughs> that's part of it. Too. <laughs> you know, like that's like the old, like, cause the Republic was a hundred percent, like they can barely even, pay more for more troopers, right? And if they don't pay for more troopers, they've just lost the war. So They were
1: massively in debt, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, massively in debt, and, and they, they didn't have any more coin, right? And, and that's why they had to deregulate the banks to basically fund the war. And and you know, the empire has no war. They've got all the money in the galaxy because now they've got all the separatist planets' wealth as well. They pretty much come in, guns a-blazing of whatever planet they want, and mine whatever resources they want you know take whatever currency they want do whatever they exactly. want with the, the, empire, the economic yeah yeah like they, the economy, they do what they want yeah. right they just show so, up and they just take stuff yeah they just show up and take stuff so I mean it's no big right. deal if if they give some stormtrooper a small shack somewhere because you know they can afford it.
1: <laughs> and no, it's yeah. like I mean, look, even Cloud City is a good example. They just showed up, yeah, and they're supposed to make one deal and leave, and then instead they just take over the entire thing.
0: <laughs> the deals getting worse all the time. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> Couldn't have put it better myself. Yeah.
0: Come on, Lando, old buddy.
1: So I had one more major thing i wanted to talk about and that was well with the kaminoans uh, K- they're they pointed out how django's dna is degrading right yeah and you had kind of pointed out that you think omega is their solution to this yeah and after you said that and I was well Listening to what she said in this, and it actually kind of made sense, because what happens is the the prime minister or whatever of Camino, he kind of looks at the table where the bad batch always sits, and he says, "We just need one of them back so that we can. Is our only chance to continue the cloning operation because we have to replace Django's DNA, and that got me thinking." Because they kind of speak like they just need one, as in any of them. But Crosshair is already there. Yeah. So if they just need one of them, that any of the altered clones, they already have Crosshair. So it's probably not one of the original Bad Batch. And we know it's not going to be Echo. So the only person left has
0: to be Omega. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I, honestly, I think I think they were doing studies on her and and potentially looking at her as a new generation of clone that would have a separate... Non-degrading DNA structure that they could then reclone, you mm. know, as as a new entire breed, basically, uh, while still using some of the existing material yeah. from Django, right? So, almost like refreshing the same material in a way. And like, I
1: wonder if that's why they switched to gender. Maybe if you yeah. switch the chromosomes to the opposite gender, that actually fixes the issue. where you can't use regular clone dna because i I don't know the exact reason in universe but it's always been a thing that you can't use clone dna for cloning i'm sure it's just a story point but maybe if you switch the gender that actually fixes that issue
0: yeah possibly yeah makes a makes a new template structure right yeah um Yeah, I have no idea. (laughs) I'm no scientist. I'm like, I'm just I'm just a Star Wars fan throwing my speculations out there like you are. But uh, it's an interesting theory. and, And, you know, it makes me wonder when I heard that, you know, when I watched the episode, I was like, oh, maybe that's what she's for. Like, maybe maybe they planned on making more clones, but they just planned on making them differently.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. And if that leads into the clone-on-clone war where there's an army of Omegas versus an army of Jango's from the Empire, <laughs> it would be an interesting <laughs> arc, that's for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. <laughs> it also makes me wonder if her name has something to do with uh, what phase of the project that they've they've been working on. It's possible there may have been an alpha and a beta and, you know, so on and so forth. Then
1: Omega means the end if i'm not mistaken in
0: Greek. Does it? Okay, yeah, so maybe Alpha is maybe she and omega is the end.
1: Alpha yeah, and omega.
0: So maybe they've maybe they've um come up with the names for the different stages of that cloning process, right? And she's the last one before the completed product. So could be she could be the one that they want back to to use as a clone, yeah. I think
1: just taking apart what was said there I it's the only thing that makes sense. Yeah. Like
0: to fit, check all the boxes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens.
1: I think that one's going to come, come true. I think you're onto something there. And so we, uh, dive into, I have one last thing and it's pretty small. So at the end of the episode was, it's kind of a full arc. So at the beginning, the Hunter points out that Omega doesn't have her own bed. And in the end, a wrecker like made her her own bed in the gun turret. Yeah, but I got thinking there's been an extra bed the whole time because Crosshair's not there, so why is <laughs> she sleeping on the floor?
0: <laughs> I have no, idea, with the Gonk droid? <laughs> it's just like in universe, just plot holes, I guess. I don't know, maybe they maybe they have high hopes that Crosshair is going to come back and that they they haven't given up his bunk yet, I maybe, but. Still, then it's, like it is still it to kind of a weird. It's right there. Yeah, it's still kind of a weird. Like, okay, why didn't you think of that sooner? Like, it's, right? it's like she's on the floor. Yeah. There's an empty mattress. Like just like right a, just, yeah, just clean it off. You know, nobody cares. At least it's he more was, comfortable he than the was floor. The
1: clean one. He was the one to point it out. You don't get used to the smell, so it's
0: probably fine. It's probably yeah. the cleanest <laughs> part of them all. Yes, yes, true. <laughs> His bed's probably the cleanest part of the ship. So I just picture
1: her like getting into the bed and then like one of the Bad Batch guys are like, that's not for you. Get out. (laughs) Kick her onto the floor. like, Like kicking your dog off the couch.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. Yeah. You know, that's something that stuck out to me though, about, about these characters, about these guys. They just, they just kind of, They've all been just so kind to her, you know, and and just really uh, embracing of her into the family. And and uh, it's hard to think any of them would ever, you know, raise a finger at her unless it was some sort of parental style. You know, it's like, don't do that again. That's dangerous kind of thing. Uh, But yeah, they're they're all like her older brothers and in a very
1: uh, very nice way. My older brother wouldn't let me use their bed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get into episode four. Let's watch this thing and we'll be right back to chat about it. Okay, well, that was cool. We got to see George Lucas's Chairman Papanoida's home planet. You know, the, the cameo. George Lucas actually once upon a time played a character in the background of Star Wars, which was known as Chairman Papanoida. I believe it was.
1: Wow, I can't believe you remember that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> chairman Papanoida. I'm pretty sure it's Chairman Papanoida. Uh, chairman. Yeah, Does that chairman the yeah.
1: Pantorans are all just a big company. He's, chairman. He's like I'm pretty sure it's
0: Chairman. Anyway, we we actually got to see Pantora this time, whereas in the Clone Wars we saw one of Pantora's moons, which was the episode with all the talls and it was the the Clone Wars arc where the separatists and the republic bases were wiped out by the indigenous population there which were all the you know the white furry beasts with all the multiple eyes and the original chairman at the time was killed on the on that in in that incident i believe it was it was that was when the clones were uh were wearing their snow gear and and they were kind of playing the peacekeeper but the uh, Pantora settlers or the, the diplomats that were there representing the Republic wanted to wage war on the towels and Anakin and Obi-Wan were involved and they were trying to bring peace between the two populations and, uh, yeah, it was a nasty scenario, but it worked out because the, you know, the, 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 the guy ended up getting stabbed and, and, uh, the Senator ended up rectifying the situation. So that was, that was a good arc. But that was a moon. It wasn't actually Pantora itself. So now it was cool to actually see the homeworld world of those people and effectively the cameo character that George Lucas plays in the movies.
1: So then their dad then in the animated show, was that supposed to be George Lucas's
0: character? Yeah, he was modeled after George. Yeah, oh, man, I didn't know that. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, well, his George's appearance in the live action films. You know, he's got the beard and everything and yeah. he's got the same costume. And yeah, the, the model was done after him. He just didn't do the voice, but it would have been so good if he had done the voice. <laughs> Can you
1: imagine if George Lucas played the voice of the oh, dad? Man, it, so it, would been, funny. it
0: would have been the best. Yeah, yeah they kind of took yeah, my daughter. Well, yeah, they, they took my daughter's. Um, like <laughs> I might need a Jedi's help. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, heard to that. To that I heard so that Guardians of Peace and Justice in the Galaxy or something like that <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my gosh they should have done it they should have done it it was so good and he was still in charge of the show at the time so he definitely could have could have done it so tell me was does Pantora look like what you expected it to
0: I never really had any expectations for what Pantora looked like but it, it's cool like it, it looks different than than uh I guess, other places we've seen before.
1: Just thinking back, and this is probably just because of the tower that Omega was hanging from. But it's almost to me like a mix of like a a modern city, like Coruscant, but with a little bit of an Aladdin twist to it.
0: Yeah, yeah, a little bit, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Really yeah, that's right. <laughs> Man, we sing that show like we sing that song like way too many times on this, on this show. podcast. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. True. yeah, yeah. It, like anytime Ezra Bridger comes up, and you know how he's like the, the Star Wars <laughs> the Aladdin. Aladdin.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it, he definitely was designed <laughs> after that. What's that? Street rat. Street rat. <laughs> <laughs> He a musical. So fall
0: rat. What do they call it?
1: Scrum rat or something? Scrum rat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scrum rat. A filthy scrum rat. What's that? Scrum rat. <laughs> we should do an episode where we do an aladdin musical to one of the oh rebels yeah
0: episodes. yeah like a star wars rebels aladdin version yeah. <laughs>
1: it'd be a lot of fun a lot of work too
0: but it could be good all for just a joke <laughs> it's time to free those farmers <laughs> just the same tune for the entire yeah. thing <laughs> Just every line. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, right. so uh, we we got a bad badge on Pantora. Interesting story. We we get Fennec Shan showing up. Um, you know, yeah. voiced by uh, Mingwei Mingwei uh, Shin. Ming- <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's it, it's it's always easier remembering a name that has one word to it. It's always trickier it's remembering terrible. a name that has uh, that has three. Like Chris <laughs> Pratt. <laughs> <laughs> chris pratt exactly um sorry yeah, i'm just i'm just trying to look it up uh Fennec, shand all right here we go ming na wen ming na wen that's her name okay so i and it, it sounded to me like they actually got her to do the voice acting uh yeah so she she did actually and um that's pretty cool. yeah yeah and, and and you know to, to to remind anybody out there who didn't know, she's the voice of Mulan from the original Mulan back in the nineteen ninety eight. Uh, oh, that's why Mel- I
1: recognized her voice. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know she she also did plays.
0: That. Uh, she also plays Melinda May in Agents of Shield, which is one of the primary characters of that show for the whole yeah. third way through. Yeah. And but yeah, she is. Um, she also played a cameo in the new Mulan movie at the very very end when at the. The ceremony. She she was in that in that she's just like one scene or something like that. And uh yeah, of course she's Fennec in the Mandalorian, now brought yep. into the Bad Batch. And uh yeah, it's um it's pretty cool. I kind of wish cool. they
1: gave her a slight remodel. She has the exact same costume, which means she wears the exact same clothes for thirty
0: years. I think they wanted to make her at least her helmet the same. But yeah, yeah
1: um, I'm pretty sure the whole costume, same robes and everything. Was
0: it exactly? It looked very similar for sure. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't know if it was. There. There might have been some details missing um, from Mando to to. Where, wish- was it the same? I don't know.
1: It looked the same to no, me. No, it was the wish, same,
0: yeah. I wish yeah. they would have changed her helmet. I, I'm you're not right, a fan actually, of the design. You're right. The The costume is almost like that. The costume is identical, actually.
1: Yeah, so she wears the same clothes for 30 years. She's for one of those people, I guess, where they go into their closet, and you open it, and it's just like 50 of the exact same thing.
0: Like, like Yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> like every day,
1: there's like a the like same clothing for every day of the week.
0: Jimmy Neutron style. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> The
0: There's very few people who would get that reference, but I'm glad you got it. Give Neutron. <laughs> so, yeah, we got Fennec showing up and, uh, you know, she's here to hunt down Omega, cash in on some reward. I wonder who she's working for.
1: Yeah, that was my big question too. I feel like the simple answer is the Kaminoans because they've yeah. already pointed out that they want her back. Yeah. And the Empire is hunting all of them, not just her. They don't know she's special. Right. So would anyone else look for her? I feel like it has to be the Kamen
0: <laughs> Yeah, I don't know who, who anyone. Yeah, no one else knows she exists. Who she who <laughs> or she she is, she's important. So. Yeah, so yeah, it's gotta be her. And um and they've hired bounty hunters before with Django. They have, yeah, they've enlisted bounty hunters in the past uh, to be their clone templates. I mean, it's, you know, who knows? They might have a couple connections there for sure. I mean, it's possible that Fennec might even have known Django once upon a time, uh, which in The Mandalorian has never confirmed whether or not she did, but hmm. she does work with Boba Fett in the future. So
1: I think we should both come up with the craziest theory about it right now. It's like the most obscure thing.
0: The most obscure thing for Fennec?
1: For why she was hired. Who hired her? I'm going to say she was hired by Boba because he doesn't want his genetic code to be used for the clones any longer and this is his chance.
0: Oh, I see what we're doing. We're (laughs) we're trying to make some fan theories to to, to those weird ones that you see online. Okay. (laughs) You
1: heard it here first.
0: Boba's behind it. Boba's behind it. A little All Boba. Right. Short Boba. All right. All right. Okay, boba. I think. I think. I'm just I'm just winging it here. here. Yeah. All right. yeah, but I think she might have been hired to hunt down Omega because they may have used some of Fennec's DNA to make Omega. <laughs> <laughs> so she hired herself yeah 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 she's hunting down her mini me i don't know <laughs> maybe maybe omega is the crossover clone between Django and fennec she's not a
1: clone at all she's an actual daughter nice <laughs> like we're onto something here hopefully dave Filoni's listing like,
0: that's a great idea and i'll go with that instead yeah yeah they'll they'll, they'll, they'll change it they'll change it um <laughs> yeah it was cool it was cool it was an interesting episode i love how tech played the uh uh the pretend droid and echo? tried to swindle some money. or sorry yeah I, I like how echo tried to play the pretend droid and yeah. swindle some money out of the shopkeeper that <laughs> i was, was not funny.
1: expecting that at all that was a very oh. star wars D moment and i loved it oh yeah i loved yeah, it yeah. a lot right we just uh, reluctantly like Gives
0: in to pretend to be a droid. Just yeah. Like, okay. Roll a uh, roll a deception check to, for, <laughs> for for deceiving the shopkeeper yeah. that you're actually a droid. Okay. Boom. Critical. Yes. It's like oh, the GM's he like, oh man. A droid. <laughs> yeah, 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 he yeah. Offers yeah. you two thousand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, <you're> two thousand. <laughs> what? no i'm gonna flip a light side token here i uh, gamble for four it's, FFG it's like
1: ffg there there's an yep. ffg system not d20 yeah yeah that's the only one i know
0: <laughs> <laughs> forcing funny. it to happen boom yeah and a um, he
1: gets back there and then there's just these all these droids
0: yeah they just they know the truth right
1: away um, and then yeah. it's like what two minutes later tech calls and says we need an army of droids yeah what are the chances right what a coincidence (laughs) i I do kind of like boys (laughs) i do kind of like when they they think out the storyline enough for a lot of these stories where it's like everything falls into place at the
0: end you know yeah yeah
1: one thing that i guess runs counter to that is i felt like record was totally wasted like he helped take part of the ship but then (laughs) he ran off to help omega yeah got knocked out one punch <laughs> that's a and ran back to the ship and accomplished absolutely nothing
0: oh yeah yeah well he lifted some stuff out of the ship for repairs but yeah that's it's like true. the second I, half like, of
1: the episode he didn't oh, do yeah, anything yeah.
0: no naturally that stuff is gonna happen right but i think that's why they kind of made a joke out of it they, they may have written the whole script and be like wait what do we do with record yeah probably he's <laughs> just gonna yeah. stand around for a while it's tough when you have to juggle, like, a large cast of characters like this because back on Clone Wars, there that wasn't the case. Like, there was usually a max of three, typically. I mean, like, very oddly, there was, there was a group of four. I mean, the Bad Batch arc was one of those arcs where you did have multiple characters all in the same place at the same time, but, uh, you know, as far as main characters goes. Uh, but I mean, a lot of the episodes that did have more than one multiple character, you had multiple storylines going on as well. So yeah, so you uh, could jump it really, back and forth. Yeah, you can and jump back and forth. Yeah. Dave
1: has pointed out how that's one of the biggest issues to deal with coming from Clone Wars and into Rebels, and I'm sure it's the same thing here because yeah. your cast is all in one location.
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah, so it's really true. I mean, can't jump, really cut between two different areas or whatever. Right, which is what any cinematic film actually does. Is like they, they're always, you know, cutting back and forth between two different storylines, two different groups of characters. Yeah. And then it all comes in conclusion it comes at the end. At the right? end. And yeah. it gives
1: you more freedom. It's funny. You don't think about it, but it actually does give you more freedom because
0: you can skip it does. time. It does. Yeah. It, it allows you to tell a bigger story faster. Yeah. With Without any slow spots. Right.
1: No, so So it's like,
0: yeah, because it's like, oh, if we want to just get from point A to point B, it's like there's stuff that happens at point A, there's stuff that happens at point B. We don't want to tell the story of like 10 minutes worth of footage of them just going from point A to point B, right? Yeah, you can
1: time jump as well, Yeah, but if you do that a lot, it becomes obvious and clunky.
0: Oh yeah, totally. I mean, I mean, you can, you can pull a Peter Jackson, do two minutes yeah, you know, tons of, yeah, or yeah, yeah.
1: you can always do the classic gotta have a montage, montage, just jump just cut, a montage, <laughs>
0: montage uh, scene, right? <laughs> Random stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. what did you think of this episode? I liked it quite a bit. Um, it was fun.
1: Uh, I and a lot of fun stuff happened, but I don't think it actually progressed the plot of the overarching. Yeah, episode. no, not it was, really. It just—it it was, was a cool chase scene. Yeah, it was yeah. fun, but it was—it felt a little fillery as far as what it, the big scheme of stuff.
0: Yeah, it was, um, and not a filler in a bad way because I mean, obviously, there's there's those episodes that are like filler as like we need to introduce the fact that somebody's chasing Omega.
1: Yeah, but and, we don't want to – expand yeah, the galaxy
0: wanna, too and like yeah that. yeah totally yeah we, we got to see Pantor, which is cool we got a cool chase scene and you got some attack of the clones action in there but i mean so yeah, many, i mean there was, so many attack
1: of the Clones sound effects which was oh awesome. yeah,
0: yeah yeah i love yeah. that so, so good i love those speeder sound effects they're some of the best sounds ever so and the potter racing sound effects like they're, yeah they're kind of uh, same library of and sound. there was
1: one speeder bike sound effect from episode six <laughs> i noticed <Yeah. laughs> other than that it was all episode
0: two <laughs> yeah yeah episode two is the king of speeders that's for sure but
1: yeah the whole opening man like it, it felt a lot the whole scene jumping on speeders speeder roofs and stuff it felt straight out of attack of the clones which was pretty cool
0: i do love that movie you know like it, it tends to be one of the more uh uh, one of the least favorite movies on most it's, people's roster. And it's, it's not my favorite.
1: It's very slow it, in the middle.
0: Yeah, it is. It, it can be slow in the middle for sure. And uh, it is, it used to be the longest one until the last Jedi came out, but it, it's, um it's got some really golden moments, you know, when it's not slow, it's compensating in the other moments <laughs> that it's, that it's there. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's either you don't want to watch this movie or it's like this is some of the best stuff in Star Wars right here, you know? Like, I, like I love seeing Anakin tear apart a, a, a that camp of Tuskins, and, and him like the, yeah. the intense, yeah. the intense music of him on the speeder bike, like in the with the sun setting and yeah, like that was such cool. an like amazing imagery. Yeah, just so cool. Like, and, and how you know, he's that screaming and- about how Obi Wan's
1: holding them back, and he throws the yeah at uh, the wall, and you realize, yeah. wow, he's
0: just like Luke. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, totally. He's in the same house. He's me back! <laughs> I killed them. I killed them all. And not just the men, but the women. And the children, too. And the dogs. And their pets. <laughs> and their houses. And their ships. <laughs> Burn their houses. And then I hit the second camp and I killed them there too. <laughs> they didn't even know what was going on. <laughs> I, I actually love that movie. I love it. It has uh, some good Maka. scenes. I yeah. I think people good. get, get hung up
1: on the romance is rough and yes. the, this whole section of Obi-Wan like tracking down Camino,
0: yeah. It's as, part- as as <laughs> as slow as it can be, it's, it's, although I found it interesting, you know, like I, I, as much as it can be slow, it's like, it's got some value to it, you know, like the, as far as, as far as a mystery, something that Star Wars hasn't really had ever until that episode. But anyway, any, any last words on this particular Bad Batch episode or?
1: Um. Yeah, I had uh, two more things here. It was, This is the first time we ever saw this goofy-looking R2 droid with the legs and the arms. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: kind of looked like the the Pixar Big Hero 6, but like mini. It looked like something that Warwick would be wearing if they (laughs) brought it into live action. Oh, man. Actually, you know what
1: it looked like is the robot from Lost in Space.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Cause they had the I'm same to... kind of like uh tube arms and then like the, the dome head right. a little bit more R2E. He didn't have the neck same as the lost in space droid, but it I feel like, like it was pretty similar. It was like a mashup between R2 um... and uh,
0: lost in space droid. Do you remember Did you remember the show uh, buzz light or a star command? Yeah, sure did. It, yeah. He looked like XR. He looked like XR to me xr just just google search just google search yeah. buzz Lightyear your star command xr okay because i know
1: buzz and i know the villain like was with the z <laughs> or z
0: <laughs> wait there it is there he is oh man that guy yeah, yeah. a little bit He's got like the tread, treadwheel I feet, but then his arms, character. yeah, his arms and legs are, are made of like these these tubey kind of yeah. material that, that, that can stretch and expand and stuff like that. That makes uh, sense. Yeah.
1: Interesting. Yeah, it was a neat design though. I really liked it. Like I yeah. thought it was kind of fun. It was kind of goofy. It's very Star Wars. Yeah, it was very and- yeah.
0: Very, that one little goofy droid that you see toddling around. I, mean, like, I thought oh, what is that?
1: It was a good addition to the Astromax because it's yeah. been. F- yeah what like almost fifty years and we've seen the only the like the same style of astromech the entire time. Yeah, yeah. No it was hidroids, a different droids. But other than that, no other mechanical droids. There's no other Astromech, right?
0: Right. Yeah. It was a different take on on what an astromech could look like. Yeah. And,
1: and I'm saying this yeah.
0: era, not including BB eight. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And one thing the last thing here I want to point out. That was pretty interesting was the fact that they had these storm or these, uh these clone troopers on parade and everyone was cheering for Oh
0: them. yeah. Yeah. There was a parade going on. People were cheering, clapping for the clone troopers, walking by. This is one of the planets that actually uh, looks fondly upon the clone troopers, I guess. Cause, cause Pantora, it's, it's important to remember, this is a very densely Republic world. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Chairman Papanoida was, was a Republic, uh, uh, well, he, he you know, he he was the chairman of the planet, and then it was um Senator Chuchi or something like that, that which is the the blue chick yeah. was the senator of uh of Pantor, and she was a friend of Soka's and a friend of Padme's. So, you know, it's a Republic worlds, clone troop has always been there. Yeah. And when the Republic became the Empire, they just kind of stayed as it is, right? And now there's just this this base set up there, uh, which is also doing this chain code thing. They keep on bringing it up. Uh, they come and exchange your Republic credits for Imperial credits and get your chain code as well. Yeah. You know, it's like it's funny they're...
1: how it's looking more and more like Nazism.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's leading up to that. Right. Because that's basically what the Empire is. And yeah, it's, it's very cool to see the development of that. But I, I find it interesting, though, that like every planet now that they've gone to, they've really mu- they've really insinuated this chain code thing yeah it's like you can't escape it's everywhere yeah it's It's like they're they're really enforcing that uh that the fact that they're being outlawed because you know they can't get one of those so
1: yeah um, that's true well they got the ability to make their own chain code now and then we find out in this episode that tech can now scramble their ship signature
0: yeah they can scramble the ship uh yeah and and if they steal those chips or those cars, then I guess they could make and forage a chain code, but yeah, they gave they all whole, the ones that they had. No, to, they got a whole
1: box. Echo oh, stole they? an entire box of like 60 and he, they just quickly coded five of them and handed them out.
0: Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So they, they still have, have like more, 55. They or got whatever. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Like like a, yeah. Half okay. a box left. Interesting. Man, to, to have a, to have a crew like that, you know, but here, here here's the thing that I, I find it interesting about, Tech and Echo are both tech people. Yeah, I know. It makes it and more it, it's difficult. a little, it's a little jarring, man. Like, like I, I need, I need them to do something with Echo soon because, like, he's very much taken a back seat in this show. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I mean, we're talking about record taking a back seat, but like, like every single episode, it feels like Echo's just the one in the back seat, and we're really being like, a, you know, given these main four other people. Uh, to spend more of the story with and and, and Echo is like just wa- washed <laughs> under the rug kind of thing. It would be cool to make him different than like, kind of like mm. a hybrid between because I mean he is a cyborg kind of thing so it'd be interesting to do something a little more in that in that line whereas like w- we brought it up before where he's constantly perpetually has this like screwdriver arm. Yeah. It'd be cool to have like a robotic arm that just it has had a bunch Swiss of stuff Army, in it and nice. then yeah, the Swiss Army man, and he would just kind of be their version of an astromech, right? So, like, tech is the really, really smart one and could do things on the computer and stuff. But anytime they need a droid for anything... That's
1: the part he's like, kind of doing now. It's just the problem is every time he's given the job, he, quotations, can't get it done fast enough. And then, like, something happens where he doesn't need to finish, right? There'd be a wrecker or tears off the... Yeah, like, yeah, the, yeah was it the uh like the locking
0: yeah maybe clamp. It, it would be cool to see tech do upgrades on echo right oh, or something cool. like that and and maybe they can turn it because he's an arc trooper i mean like they, they could turn him into like the ultimate assassin That's uh, true. like you know with with like a flamethrower arm or or something like who knows a, right anything super battle droid arm put it on there yeah, anything like it, like, and something watch those that like, changes. <laughs> <laughs> watch those. It's more like watch that arm cannon. <laughs> um, it would be cool to see them, uh, you know, him whip out a vibro sword or something like that in the future. I don't know, yeah, just like, just something, anything.
1: Yeah, I agree, they need to find a better location or fit. Within the crew for Echo. I totally agree with yeah. that. He does. Yeah. It's funny because he's supposed to be the new guy. And it feels like the new guy who hasn't found his place yet.
0: Yeah. It feels like the new guy is still the new guy. Like Omega yeah. feels more of a part of the squad now. Than That's true. The- <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Any last words on this episode before we wrap it up? Uh, this one was a
1: lot of fun. Uh, wasn't as much to talk about as far as uh, stuff upcoming, I think, compared to the other ones. There's less hints and foreshadowing. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to see where it goes. But now we know they're on the run. There's a bounty hunter after them. So it's going to be interesting to see where they go. I think they got more rations, but maybe they didn't. Maybe they, they took off before they even got any food
0: Yeah, or maybe. any water or anything. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where the next one goes. I mean, maybe they'll have to do that. Maybe they now they got money. Now they got two thousand credits, so or three three thousand or whatever. So now they can go and buy themselves some food. <laughs> I don't know. It, it'd be cool to see more uh, Star Wars diners, Star Wars joints. You know, <laughs> uh, we've had a few of those in the past. Uh, I mean, not Dexes, but I mean, I know in the in in the Clone Wars episode with Savage and Maul, uh, Ahsoka and and. Um, or no, maybe it was the, the the arc where Obi Wan goes undercover as Ratko Hardin, but Ahsoka and Anakin walk into like a space diner, and uh, on a space station somewhere, it looked like a like a like a Triple O's at a gas station kind of thing. That's pretty funny. And yeah. I, yeah, I've I've always liked those little places. You know, it's like you go in. It's just like a it's like a Star Wars diner and fifties retro vibe kind of yeah. about it. And all kind
1: of putting back to like. Yeah, you know, the '50s diner George was going for in episode two.
0: Yeah, yeah, it would be cool to see, uh, you know, some sort of, some sort of reference there as well. It's a good, point, but... you know,
1: change because I feel like we get a lot of, like, dive bars.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes me wonder if we'll ever go back to Coruscant in the show. I don't think we will. I think they're going to try to avoid.
1: Yeah, I don't. Think I think so. I think
0: these characters are going to be starting to be pushed out, right? out yeah. towards the outer rim. I, I think, think so that's too, what's going to happen. As they're yeah. on the
1: run. That makes the most sense because that's where the Empire has the least control.
0: Yeah. And at some point, they'll get Crosshair back, I'm sure of it. But, I mean, the question is, are they going to get him back on Camino, or are they going to get him back while he's hunting them down somewhere else, right?
1: Yeah, I see story for both because on one hand, Techno has the brain scanner that he built last episode. Yeah. So they now could find it. And if they do find Rex, they'll have the means to take it out. And maybe by then, they'll have a new Swiss Army arm for uh, Echo so he can do surgical tools.
0: Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, he could also be the doctor. Like the surgeon. Right? Yeah. Yeah. He could be the you surgeon. don't have a surgeon, that would make the most sense. I don't know. Yeah, it would. Well, take actually, it. you know what? Omega is technically the surgeon. Oh, uh, well, yeah. Yeah, she's,
1: no, she's, she was She's trained, the one with medical. Right. Yeah. Yeah, she's she the medical for person. That. So yeah. she would be the one who would have to do it. So it could take well, I was gonna say it could take place out in space or whatever, because they have the crew and the means for it. But it could also take place on Camino because that
0: droid who removed Five's chip is still there. That is true. And I'm sure we'll see him again just as likely, as well as Crosshair. We'll have to see in the next episode of the Bad Batch. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. And as always, please, if you can leave a review, slap those five stars up there. If you're using an iPhone and Apple Podcasts. if you're using another platform, they don't have a rating system. Don't worry about it. But sharing this show with a friend is another great way to help us out. Widen our audience, you know, reach reach more ears across the planet. You know, we, we like doing this thing. It's cool to see uh, when more people are listening to the show. And uh, that's just a great way to help us get to that milestone. So uh, we have quite a few episodes coming up on the show. I mean, like I've mentioned before, lots of What Happened episodes with characters relevant to the Bad Batch, Star Wars, The Mandalorian, as well as the future shows going on, building up uh, from that. Of course, now with the recent news of the Rangers of the New Republic being canceled, We're likely going to have a few less characters to cover, but we have enough of a list that I feel like it's relevant to keep going with that. I know Boba Fett and Thrawn are pretty high up there, so we're going to be getting into that stuff eventually. Now that we're on top of these Bad Batch reviews, we're going to stick with it until the end of the season, and very likely after that, we'll have an after show delivered to you by our co-host from the Clone Wars, Diego... And myself, continuing the series from Clone Wars talk to Bad Batch talk. And we'll see where it goes from there. Alright guys, thanks again for tuning in and may the Force be with you. Catch you next time on Star Wars Escape Pod.